0: Hey guys, welcome to this episode. I thought I would just have like a bit of a freestyle, a bit of a life update and then then there's something that I want to talk about specifically. (laughs) Fun fact, I actually said pacifically for like the first like 17 years of my life. I didn't realize it was pacific and specific but I spelt it specific. I don't know, whatever. Um, Anywho, so yeah, at the moment I just, I went to the gym and then I went for an hour walk and I'm currently in Melbourne. I don't know. Yeah, at the time I release this, I may be in Europe because I'm off to Europe in 10 days. And yeah, I went for a walk and then I went for a cold ocean swim and I just feel so good. I had a client call last night and yeah, one of my queens is really stepping out of her comfort zone, which is really amazing to see. She's really blossoming. And uh, one of the things we talked about last night is because she doesn't really like water and um, hasn't really done like cold cold therapy stuff so I challenged her this week to go for a dip in the ocean even though it's freezing and yeah so I did it myself I said I'd do it myself and I did it and I love doing that I went through a period last year where I did an ice bath oh it wasn't ice but it was like eight degrees every day for three months and it was just the best thing ever It really, um, there's never been a time that I've been in the ocean as well and then come out not feeling at least a little bit better. Usually I feel like a lot better and there's so much that goes into that. It's not just, you know, getting uncomfortable and it's obviously your nervous system and stuff, but, um, a cool person to like the Iceman Wim Hof, he's a cool person to like check out if you're like new to like cold therapy, cold water therapy and shit. He is so cool. Like I'd love to do a retreat with him one day. But yeah, there's just so much behind it, and it always just feels so amazing. Just yeah, expanding your your nervous system and that um, ability to, to get get to get comfortable, feeling uncomfortable. It just does so much for everything, and the other side of it as well. I know if I just lay on the beach, and obviously there's that that ground, your grounding. It makes you feel a lot better, but it's also The idea that like the sand and the salt and in the water, it's salt. It's all little crystals. So you're actually getting crystal healing and like Reiki healing when you're in the ocean and even if you're just on the sand. So there's so much kind of magic in it, which I love. Yeah. So that's how I kind of had my day this morning. Like I said before, I'm off to Europe in 10 days with the boys. The boys being Cam, Jazzy, Nikki. So that will be really fun and I've yeah I just felt really motivated to um to get a lot done before I go. I want to set myself the goal of just making 10 podcasts in 10 podcast episodes in 10 days and launch it which is really fun and it's something that yeah I've spoken about I wanted to do for a while and now I'm just like okay cool I'll just like get it done and that'll be cool and then also I've set the goal to learn how to DJ which is really cool my friend's been teaching me yeah that's been really fun I'm designing a bit of a set and my friend's also like making cool like housey remixes of my original track so I can play them and then yeah, I'd love to have like a spin on the decks in... I don't know. People even say that spin of the decks, whatever. I'd love to, yeah, have a... Um have a turn when we're in Europe. I I don't know exactly where we're going because we just booked the flight there, but I think we're exploring a bit and we'll be like on yacht parties and stuff like that. So it'd be cool to like have a go there and just be able to like play my own music as well in like a housey format. I've really enjoyed doing it. I've wanted to learn, but the perfectionist in me wants to do everything like amazingly, but... I'm just kind of like whatever and I'm surprised how I've picked it up pretty quick. Jazzy is a really good expander for that as well because he literally learned to DJ in like an hour or something crazy. So that was a really cool subconscious expander for me and subconscious expansion is, you know, when there's people in your world doing things and proving to you that you can do it too and it's not that hard. So that's been really fun and I've loved that. So yeah, that's kind of a bit of an update. When I release this, I may be in Europe, which will be cool too. I'm really excited to just do everything I'm doing over there. There's new things I'm starting that I'll be able to kind of start the planning mode whilst I'm over there as well, as well as like having clients and stuff whilst I'm there. Plus all the music and all the things, and we're going to be vlogging a lot, which will be pretty insane. We're going over for a few months, and yeah, that's why I'm like feeling very motivated to do all my things at the moment as now as well. Like when I'm at home, I love being in routine. I love going like to the gym every day and going for a walk every day and meditating twice a day and journaling every day. And I have all my my routines in place, my rituals in place, and it's feels very good to me and then I travel and sometimes it's a little bit different because I want to leave that room for spontaneity and flexibility as well although I do yeah I really do love both but obviously like even when we were like touring around Australia would be in cars sometimes for like (laughs) like Three days straight, that's an exaggeration. But yeah, this is not really an opportunity for me to like train for two hours every day. So yeah, that's a thing as well. But something I wanted to talk about today when I was on my walk, I was kind of channeling about what I wanted to touch on. And it is, the topic is operate, are you operating from your wounds? And this is where you can really get honest with yourself and you may not be able to see it straight away, but asking yourself the question, and this is not a time to gaslight yourself because I've been there as well where I'm like, oh, am I playing the victim? And it's like, sometimes you just need validation and the fact that you've been through something traumatic and you're having a tough time and that's okay. And there's time. There's a period of time where validation is the validation period is very needed and you do the trauma work and you do the stuff and then it's time to then step into you know your most empowered self again and not dwell and I've been there and this is why this is a topic of discussion I've been there when I've dwelled on trauma and you know being the victim mode for like a prolonged period of time and this is where you can ask yourself what you're getting out of that so self-sabotage it's interesting it's not really sabotage and it is on the like looking from the outside it's like oh you're self-sabotaging yourself like you're you're ruining things for yourself. But no, it's actually very purposeful. It's actually your subconscious protecting you. It's, Your subconscious is doing exactly what you want to do. So say if, for example, you went through something traumatic and you feel safe having like being overweight and you feel safe having that extra layer of fat on you and protected protection on you because you learnt through something traumatic that it's safer for you to not be seen and it's not safe for you to be attractive or or something like that. So, subconsciously, what's going on, the programming that's going on is it's not safe to be seen. It's not safe to be attractive. So, when you go and, quote-unquote, self-sabotage yourself and overeat and, you know, not look after your health... It looks like self-sabotage, but really it's the subconscious programming that needs to change because subconsciously you're not sabotaging yourself at all. You're doing exactly what you feel and believe that you need on a subconscious level. It just doesn't line up consciously. So there's that conscious to subconscious misalignment there. And what needs to happen is for what you consciously want to be aligned with what you subconsciously want. And that's, yeah, working with a trauma around how it's safe to be seen and how it's safe to be attractive and step into that. And that's where things will start to shift. And going back into, are you operating from your wounds? Being honest with yourself and, you know, looking at your excuses and looking at where you're playing small. And like I say, excuses with love. I'm not fully savage here. You're like, you're just making excuses. Like it comes, you know, it's deep stuff. And sometimes it's not like you just click your fingers and you can just make all these things happen because there's, yeah, there's deep wounding here. It's just, yeah, starting to be really, really honest with yourself. And there's people that will be in the self-development development world for years and years and years and they'll spend their whole life trying to heal certain things but deep down they actually don't want to heal they actually don't want to heal another example is like you're self-sabotaging by always getting sick and you just always get sick things get good and then you get sick and it's not for you to gaslight yourself and be like oh like I, I I'm I'm a victim and I can't get up out of my victim mode I'm always sick but it's looking at what Am I gaining from being sick all the time and in neuro-linguistic programming, we'll call this subconscious gain, no, we call this secondary gain of like, what is the gain you're getting from whatever like you're saying that you don't want, which maybe you actually do want. And this is where embodiment and congruency comes in of, are you being congruent with what you say you want? The secondary gain of what are you getting out of staying here? So maybe the person that is always getting sick doesn't actually deep, deep, deep down they, they say want, they want to get better. Maybe they're doing all the things and maybe they consciously really want to get better and they could hear this and go, that's crazy. I definitely want to get better. But maybe they gain so much attention and love and care and support from being sick. So they're actually afraid to be like, you know, fucking vibing because maybe they won't get that support. Maybe they won't feel loved and maybe they won't feel cared for. And maybe then they won't have an excuse to not do X, Y, Z because currently they have such a valid, you know, reason, excuse not to be able to do that, which is being sick. And you know, deep down, and this is where you have to have the discernment to really call yourself out on, Hey, I really need to sit with this. And you know, work with this um, and and do the work around this before I feel safe to do X, Y, Z or to step into this or, you know, stretch myself. I'm stretching myself as much as I can right now. And to not gaslight yourself into being like, fuck, I'm just being a victim. I need to stop being a victim. It's not about that, but you know, and like, you know, and there's periods of times where the victim um, mentality or whatever is really necessary and you do need to sit with the feelings that are coming up and if you're going through something tough, yes, sit with that. Um, I've definitely made the mistake where I've sat with it for two years and another thing in like personal development when we can start this work and we learn about the victim mentality it's so easy to then go and project that onto other people and um, look at them like they're being a victim but really we're just projecting where we're being a victim onto them so use that as a mirror as well and when you feel like oh they're like they're lazy they could be doing so much more that's really you project that's some shadow shit and that's really you projecting onto them um things that you can step into even if you're projecting stuff um opinions and and judgments on other people's relationships or how they show up and you start to judge that that is really you know your own work to do so yeah it's really just having that awareness as well and and being conscious about the fact that you know sometimes it's so comfortable to operate from our wounds because we subconsciously deep down don't want to heal because of the secondary gain we get from staying where we are from holding on to these limiting beliefs and these patterns and these habits and these behaviors so we say that we want to be that type of person but deep down we don't want to be that type of person so So the power of choice here is peeling the layers off the subconscious so that your body and your nervous system feel safe to heal. And sometimes it takes a lot of nervous system work before the action and you know, you can make it as fast as slow as you want. I just know that a lot <laughs> I just said that so weird. I just know that I'm here for fucking rapid growth. I want rapid growth. But I know that in my journey I haven't always um, you know, I've I've gotten really impatient and sometimes, you know, I have needed to slow down because my nervous system was just like fried. And this is where I, I love working with myself and with, with um my my kings, my queens on all bodies and we're not just working on it on mindset. We're not just working on mindset. Like, what about your physical body? What if I just like told my clients to just, you know, reframe shit and then go and do stuff and then they're re-traumatized because there's energy stuck in their body and the fear and, and things get bored up, which because deep down their body does not feel safe to go into that and therefore they're not going to have the magnetism that you can have when you do heal at on a, an emotional capacity, a physical capacity, a uh, spiritual capacity, an energetic capacity and like a lot of people just work with four bodies like in Kundalini, there's like 10. I'm pretty sure there's actually like more. Um but yeah, there's so many layers to it, but it's also not to have the excuse of I need to like do these 10,000 things before I can take some action. Like don't underestimate the power of consistent baby steps either. That was like a good message for myself as well, because uh, I definitely think very, very grand and I zoom out and I have this giant vision and I'm just like, what, how do I do that? But if you break down the baby steps and ask the right people, ask the right questions, it's never like, that hard really questions we can ask ourselves and I've done a post about this before is to know if we are operating from our wounds is are you staying stuck because it gets you attention are you struggling to part from what you've identified with or been diagnosed with for so long so I'm a victim I'm depressed I experienced xyz and this is like you know holding on to diagnosis as well is like obviously there's validation in that but you can also choose to, like, let that go. Do you, see, do you receive a lot of love and soothing and affection and support when you stay small? And this can also come down to the people you surround yourself with. And maybe there is, like, this acceptance. And, you know, when friends, like, joke around, like, oh, like I'm so poor right now. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, lol, I'm so poor. And, like, oh, I just binge ate, like, all this shit. And they're like, oh, my God, same. Like, and it's like this, tr- it's, that's like all tribal sac- chakra shit where it's validating your sense of belonging. And maybe if you start to grow and I don't know who hangs out with who, I'm really lucky because I do surround myself with people that support my my dreams. But I also have an energy about me that if I was to express a dream of mine to a friend and like if they were to try to put it down, I just don't think that they would think that's going to do anything for me. It'd probably just, yeah, I just don't really attract that. And I think that's about holding the energy first. And if you do struggle with that, maybe you will get challenged with universal test for lack of a better word so you can really strengthen your own self-validation around what you want to create but if you are um, staying small because you feel like when you talk about your dreams it's not being supported and other people aren't like supporting that obviously there's that some shadow stuff going on there a challenge for you to really use that as a catalyst to heal deeper in that and to keep going with your vision and holding your vision and taking the action for that but sometimes yeah we can you know stay in wounds because we can relate to people and it's so relatable when you have the same wounds and you're both depressed and you can be depressed together and and it's fun like (laughs) I'm not lying that that can be fun like that's definitely a thing and I held on to the whole depressed tortured artist thing for ages and I I can relate to being a struggling artist or struggling actor or, or whatever and you know It can create separation if you choose to break out of things and you start to take action on your dreams. Sometimes maybe you're surrounded by a lot of dreamers as well, but not any doers. And then you start to do and it creates um, separation. But that is also, yeah, opportunity for you to be an expander for people around you as well. And it it feels so good lifting up your friends and, and encouraging them and it heals them. It heals mutually. Like I love encouraging my friends dreams and it's not to get anything back from it, but I have experienced the confusion from some girls That are my friends because they have so such deep sisterhood wounds, and I've had this confusion as well when I've felt support from girlfriends because it wasn't always the case. Where it can be a bit confusing because it's like, oh, like it's a lot to receive that support, especially if there's yeah, witch wounds there and sisterhood wounds there. But yeah, it's so rewarding and it's it's a mutual thing. Like what you put out, you get back as well. If you're wanting support from other people, but you don't support them because you don't feel good about where you're at, I mean, that's not going to get you anywhere, and it it doesn't feel either and yeah another thing you can ask yourself is yeah when when you struggle when you stay in victimhood do you do you get a lot of support Do you get a lot of comfort Do you get a lot of love and what are you afraid of if you do step into your whole and empowered self and looking at that at a really really deep level because consciously you may be like well I'm not afraid of anything that's exactly what I want but really dig deep and this isn't to like you know change your focus to like what you're afraid of. So then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like now I'm focused on what I'm afraid of and I'm not going to want it. It's actually owning that and then keep moving forward anyway and doing the thing anyway and working on whatever comes up maybe you didn't realize that oh actually cool I don't want love because of my uh, fear of abandonment or something like that and it's just it's always an invitation to go deeper and to get to know yourself deeper and yeah really own your shit and really ask yourself the question of am I operating for my wounds right now or am I operating from you know my most highest self or my most empowered self and what would I tell my best friend to do what would I tell people that I love? to do in this situation am I doing that or am I staying small and just yeah really calling yourself out and where you are staying small in these kind of um in these kind of ways and having the awareness as well that humans do have a weird way of connecting with each other through our wounds and through our troubles and through mutually staying comfortable and small that is such a thing, and it's so many. It's it's such a fear for so many people and entrepreneurs as well. Of like, is it lonely? Lonely at the top? Like, I once I used to think like I I couldn't be a rock star unless I was fully depressed, and I would be really unrelatable if I got there, and I would have to be depressed. I don't know. Yeah, and there was so much that kind of went around that. But it was also, you know, me finding evidence for that. And whatever you want to find evidence for, you'll find evidence for it. So obviously, I found evidence of all these depressed artists that I loved. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I want that, which is a really twisted way of looking at things. But now if I, you know, I'm sure if I try and find evidence and I do of artists and and rock stars and stuff that are killing it and they actually love their life and they're doing expansive things, they're doing spiritual things on, on whatever, they're doing this and that. I'll find evidence of that as well. Yeah, give yourself permission to not stay small and not allow other people to stay small either. It doesn't mean that you have to like coach everyone in your life. You know, you can just drop little seeds and dropping a seed here, or there um, really does a lot. Like I know which friends I can give tough love to. Like I did the other day, one of my um, best friends, I could I could feel her really staying small in a an opportunity that would really just kind of like blow her up as like an actor, I feel. And yeah, I just felt like, yeah, with love. I'm like, girl, like you're staying small. And they, people really appreciate that. I, I love, I, I love and appreciate that so much and yeah get a bit of tough love sometimes and there's been times where I've been wallowing in self-pity and absolutely bathing in it and loving it and my dad's have to say get a grip and he said that to me since I was a kid and I, I at times I don't love it and sometimes I really do love it because even when I've been like crying like and I do the whole dramatic drop to the floor like I'm dropping on my knees crying and being like why aren't you like you know I'm wanting validation or whatever and he's telling me to get a grip and he's telling me that it's because he knows that I'm so um, I'm a lot more capable, and sometimes we downplay our capabilities because this is an example for me. I've definitely downplayed my capability with technology because my dad's really good at technology, and sometimes I just like him dealing with technology because I don't don't want to learn it. I don't want to Google it, and I've, there's this like ongoing joke because I don't like Googling things, and he'll be like, "Just Google it," and I'm like, "No, I can't. Like, I don't get it." But I'm downplaying my capability because really deep down, like I could Google it and learn. It's just easier for me if I play the damsel in distress, play a bit of a victim and get and get him to do it. And that's really cool to have that awareness. And it doesn't mean that I don't do that. I do do that sometimes and sometimes I'll laugh about it and be like, look, I could learn. It's just not my strength. It's not my zone of genius. But we can call ourselves out in this as well. And like when do we like to be the damsel in stress? Maybe that is your relationship pattern and maybe you play the damsel in, a st- in distress because the, um, the wounding from your partner is being the savior and he comes in and saves you and that's the dynamic. And, you know, there's a level of – there's always going to be, you know, dynamics and relationships and stuff and it's not always – this toxic crazy thing, but it's having the awareness and, you know, having the choice. And it's like, okay, cool. Am I playing a victim and a damsel in the distress or am I just getting um like the man to lead right now? And having that choice as well. So there's so many thoughts in this. It can just go so many other ways. But it's pretty much like, yeah, what's coming out in this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. And whether you really need to hold yourself and validate yourself in whatever you're going through right now. Or if you feel like it's time to light a bit of a fire up your bum, that's for you to discern. And I'm holding you in in either kind of option there. Um, but yeah, just continue it to envision your highest the highest version of yourself. And you can ask yourself what scares you most about them. Like if I Think about my higher self. The most scary thing is how much they're seen, like, and you know, the safety in, in being fully seen and fully heard. Like, that is some crazy shit. Will you still be relatable? Will you still receive love and support? And like, yeah, this is your work. This is, this is part of your shadow to integrate. And I hope this helped in some, some way, shape or form. It. I didn't really, I only had one sentence coming to come into this episode and I just trusted it and it's really, really flowing and I'm really loving how, yeah, surrendering and trusting at the moment, a lot of stuff has flowed in. It definitely is me also giving myself the permission to not be a perfectionist around things, which is a really cool side note So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this and until next time, I can't wait to whatever um, floats into my brain.